0: Business Renegades, hosted by my friend Maria Kreider, is brought to you by the Podcast Her Network, the audio destination for ambitious women. Business Renegades is a no-holds-barred journey into building a flourishing business with your digital course as the spearhead of your growing empire. Join Maria as she dives into what it truly takes to grow your influence, wealth, and happiness using a digital course. If you like strategy-filled podcasts like The Motivated CEO, then this podcast is for you. Listen to Business Renegades wherever you get your podcasts. You guys, you were in for such a treat today. I have Scotty with me, and she is just the queen of all things making mom life easier. And I am so excited for this conversation today because she is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. There's no other words than that. So with that being said, Scotty, welcome into the
1: podcast you. You're so sweet. Thank you for that. We don't hear enough that we're amazing and we're all amazing, right? We need to tell everybody in our life how amazing they are. Thank you so much for having me on. This is a real honor. I adore you. I am so thankful for all the work that you put out and how you pour into the community. You know, moms really need other moms to go first and you are doing that in such an impactful way. So this is such an honor to be here. Thank you. My name is Scotty. I am a mom mentor. I am a mom of three. I am an athlete, I am a life coach, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm, you know, I'm all sorts of things, and that took me a long time to say. For a long time, I would just say, hi, I'm Scotty, I'm a mom, and now I have really started to show up and make sure that we realize as moms that mom is just a role. It is not who we are. It is not an identity, and it's easy to get lost in that, so my mission and passion is really to help moms remember who they are in motherhood. So that they can feel so confident to bring that unique identity to motherhood because that's actually what the kids want more than anything. They don't care how perfect the laundry is folded, how amazing their lunchbox looks. They want to be with you. And so that has really been driving my passion is to just help moms bring themselves back into motherhood. So thank you for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to dive into this because so many things you just said in your introduction just resonated so much because we do, we tend to get wrapped up in the identity of being yeah. quote unquote, just a mom yeah. and that becomes our identity. And then we don't know, like, wh- who am I outside yeah. of motherhood? And that's, that's a yeah. very real thing that a lot of us don't even realize we've taken on this role in our lives. And that then impacts our relationship with our spouse, with our children. And it all comes down to communication. And communication is something that, I don't know, I know for me, I like to assume that my husband can read my mind, but I know he doesn't. So we really try and make sure we stay on the same page. But communication really is key to thriving as a mom. What's your take?
1: I could, I cannot agree more. And just like you said, it is so easy and normal. There's no shame in getting caught up into the survival mode of motherhood, right? We, we move into motherhood, we're being told, you know, your life is over, now you're here for them and that that should make you happy. You know, what a blessing it is to have children. You had now have everything that you've ever needed and wanted, right? Yeah. And so then you move into motherhood, you're so insecure, you don't know what you're doing. And it's, you know, you're really more thinking, How am I going to make it through the next two hours? You're not even thinking, how do I feel? What do I want? How am I doing? And so what happens is we lose our voice and we get out of the habit of using our voice. And we really start to pride ourselves on what we're doing rather than how we're feeling and what we're saying. And this inevitably just puts this kind of protective shield up, this protective barrier that... I can do this on my own. I'm the only one that the kids want. I mean, I don't need help, you know, and survival, right? Like I said, yeah. understandably, we're not, we don't know what we're doing. We're literally living in fight or flight. And so fast forward, my kids are a lot older. They're 16, 14 and 10, 11. Um, it took me a long time to realize I was not speaking. The same way they say, when you're doing sit-ups or holding a plank, they have to remind you to breathe. And you're like, oh, right, <laughs> I wasn't breathing so much of motherhood, I was not speaking and I was not asking for, what do I want? What do I need? How am I doing? Just checking in with myself. And I realized that that was not only putting up a block between my husband and me, and it was really pulling me away from him. It was doing the same thing to my kids. And I was starting to just really emotionally pull away from them and just starting to live all on my own. I was an island. And, you know, until I, until I started finding my voice again, that was only getting more and more remote. And so I agree with you. Communication is, it's the foundation. It really is. And I really thank you so much for being so open and vulnerable and sharing
0: that part of your journey, because so many of us can relate to that, but we have been taught to, you know, we bury these emotions. We're like, no, I can do it all myself. And that's a sign of weakness. If I'm not doing all of the things. Exactly like you described. And you said, you know, just simply checking in with ourselves is so important. Mm -hmm. How do we begin that process? I mean, is that something that we need to like schedule time for each day? Or how does a mom that's feeling this really resonating with everything you're saying? Where does she even start?
1: Such a great question. And first of all, it doesn't have to be radical. I think a lot of times moms think that they have to completely change how they're showing up and what their entire day looks like in order to feel better. But I have found even just when I wake up in the morning, if I don't look at my phone first thing and I actually just talk to myself first thing, it just elevates my energy and I start to have a better connection with myself. And that's such a good point. I'm saying we need to communicate with the people in our lives. We are also in our own life, right? And so we need to make sure that we're communicating with ourselves. That's step one. And I think it's almost just waking up in the morning and saying, how you doing, Scotty? Are, did you get enough sleep? How, do you need some water? You need to go to the bathroom. How about some coffee? You know, it's almost just having a conversation with yourself and giving yourself this opportunity to respond, right? I think with moms, it's so often we wake up and we're clocked in immediately, right? We're jumping out of bed. We're frantic trying to get the kids ready for the day. We're also trying to, you know, make sure that we're the dogs are fed and we, you know, we're making the beds and you know everything's. We have the permission slip in hand. And so this, it's like we never get a moment to just be. So I would say if you are, or if you're resonating with what Amy and I are saying, just before you even get out of the bed, don't look at your phone and just open your eyes and just say, hey, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? And just do a body scan, head, chest, heart, hands, just go do a body check. And then that that really starts those conversations, that those juices up again.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. It's so easy to do because
1: it's habit.
0: We're in the habit of waking up and just going, getting into that reactive mode, which trips off that fight or flight mode. But I love what you're saying. Just take a minute.
1: 60
0: seconds. Yes. While you're still in bed, literally nothing else is happening yet take this time for you. Yeah. And I love something else you said to give yourself the opportunity to respond. Mm-hmm. Because I think as moms, we get into such a hustle mode that we forget, we forget to do that check-in yeah. and then really like assess, okay, how am I feeling? Giving yeah. ourselves that opportunity to respond. I think that right there is a huge game changer versus, okay, head, chest, hands. All right, I'm good. Let's go get the dogs. Let's go, you know, get the kids out of bed. We need to get out of that reactive mode because what we're doing, we're modeling then these behaviors for our kids, right?
1: 100%. 100%. It also, what I have found that when I give myself 30 seconds, even it can be less than 60 seconds. When I even just ask the one question, how are you feeling? You know, how did I sleep last night? You know, you just kind of take stock of, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling, I'm feeling content. I'm feeling, you know, you kind of understand. Then you have this connection to yourself before you've even come into contact with your kids and your husband or your partner. And then you realize, oh gosh, all this tension, that's not mine. I I didn't bring that into the room. And when you check on yourself and you feel seen and heard and understood by the most important person in your life, yourself, you're in, you don't roll into the first interaction with your family in fight or flight. And as moms, we set the tone for the energy in the house. So if it's hard to even imagine giving yourself 30 seconds, go a little bit beyond and think about the ripple effect. If you were to roll into the kitchen, not in fight or flight, and a little bit more calm, how do you think that's going to affect your kids? versus what if you did jump up super stressed and you didn't have an idea of how you were feeling and you were very reactive. That helps motivate, that can help motivate moms to try something new when they realize, oh my gosh, it's not, it goes so far beyond me. But that, it really is powerful, those 30 seconds, especially at the start of the day. Yeah,
0: you're absolutely right about mom setting the tone in the house because when mom's angry and not happy, everybody else is grumpy and reactive and, Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I can even like picture this as taking opportunities throughout the day. It's like putting little post-its, different places to check in, like put it on the bathroom mirror, you know, or on your, in your car somewhere because we forget to do this. And it is that absolute ripple effect. I mean, I'm thinking back to, I have a very strong-willed little lady in my life. She is nine. And yeah, if I, try and force her to do something. If we go head to head, I mean, it's just like a battle of willpower there. But when I just maintain my calm composure, eventually she calms down as well. So Mm -hmm. it's really a perfect example of exactly what you're saying that we set the tone and she's not always going to be happy with me. But if I can maintain that calm composure that's really going to help her as well learn how to navigate some of those big emotions that she's feeling 100% so, yeah once we've developed this pattern and this habit of checking in with ourselves and realizing you know what i need to ask for help there's certain things i need to ask for help with but i don't know how i don't know how to communicate that to my spouse to my children what a what advice can you offer there
1: i just say i totally understand it is hard when you've been out of practice using your voice and it's okay to feel, a, a, it's okay to hesitate and it's okay to feel a little scared. But if you can find that one person in your life that you feel the most safe with, the most comfortable with, and for me, a little story, I had a my a laundry basket epiphany where I had just lived in chronic burnout and chronic ex- exhaustion and stress for far too long. My body finally gave out on me. And I didn't have this awareness that I had not been communicating. My body shut down for me. And the first thing I did was I said, I need to tell my husband. And I just came out and said, I'm not happy. I'm not doing well. I'm not asking you to solve it. I just need you to know. I'm going to be working on it. And he said, great. I mean, it was a very hard, scary conversation, but it's, it's exercising a muscle. So I say, if you can identify that one person in your life and just try it even 1% more than what you did yesterday, it doesn't have to be radical. It's can you, can you take out the trash? (laughs) You know, can you help me get the kids to bed? Can you, can you give me five minutes? Can you put the baby to bed? If I pump the bottle, can you feed the baby tonight? So I can have five minutes alone to take a shower, right? All of these things, even if your kids are old enough, get your kids involved in that. But any, if you go to the gym and do a bunch of sit-ups, you don't get a six pack that day. You have to keep going back and keep trying and keep trying exercising your voice is the same thing. So just give yourself this chance that I'm gonna try 1% today and I'm gonna try 1% tomorrow. It's these small little efforts. That really is what compounds and to all of a sudden the, the voice just is practiced and then it becomes easier and easier and talk about a role model for your kids, especially a daughter to see her mom use her voice and ask for things, ask for things she wants and needs and she'll start to get it and to witness that whole transaction it's incredible. So yes, but I get it. It's it's scary. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, but it takes practice.
0: And just yeah. like any skill, it's a skill that we can develop. We Absolutely. can learn. And a lot of times I feel like as moms, we build these conversations up. We like to assume that people are going to react in a certain way. So we don't have them. But I yeah. love your practice of going for the one yeah. percent, doing that next little thing. Because a lot of times we assume. That our husbands see everything that's right in front of them. A lot of times they don't. You just have to be blatant and, hey, you know what? I really need to get this done. Could you help me, you know, unload the dishwasher? Could you help me with this? Even our kids, our kids are so much more capable than we give them credit for. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, mean, my, I still remember your. Your story was your your laundry basket epiphany. Mine was the lunch epiphany. (laughs) I remember when my kids were in kindergarten and second grade and I went, why am I packing their lunches every single night? Why can't I teach them how to do this? And I did it. And yes, at first there was jelly everywhere. It was a mess but now it's taken that thing off of my plate. I hate packing lunches. I don't know what it is about it. I just despise it. Yeah, I get um, it. Right. I, we empowered them. I taught them how, yes, it took a little bit of effort, but it freed up that time and energy for me to focus on something else. I'm interrupting this episode to share an incredible networking opportunity that happens every single Monday at 1230 Eastern Standard Time. Join us for coffee talk and meet and collaborate with other mompreneurs just like you. Networking has grown my business by leaps and bounds, and I would love to share this opportunity with you. All the details can be found in our show notes. Now back to the show.
1: Absolutely. And feel supported. I love your point. They are so much more capable and here's what's also so true. They want to help. Your family wants to be included. They want to be privy to what it is you're going through and what you need. Nobody wants you to huff and puff around the kitchen, slamming cabinets and bitching under your breath and being resentful and passive aggressive. They would so much rather say, give me the information. In fact, quick story, we have two dogs, incredibly hairy, and there's always like tumbleweaves full of dog hair rolling around the floor, no matter how many times I vacuum. And I was sitting on the sofa with my husband, and I just made some passive aggressive comment about, gosh, I wish that the dog hair would just get vacuumed up. And he said, Time out, time out. He's like, I need you to be clear. Are we just making a comment and observing the hair on the floor? Or would you like me to stand up and vacuum? Because it's going to be a whole lot quicker. If you just tell me what it is you want, and then I can go back to watching football. I was like, oh, right. That's easier for you and me. If I just tell you what it is I want, we're both doing better. And I think that's also for a mom to realize asking for help is actually incredibly brave. And it shows a lot of self-awareness and a lot of connection and unity with your family. It doesn't mean that you're weak. And I think that your family will respond to it they are so capable they want to be a part of the team they want to help they want you to want to be in the house with them right and so if you feel more supported and more loved and appreciated and more seen and heard you're going to want to be in the house and be spend time with your family more so it works out for everybody so much better
0: oh my gosh absolutely and you know it's not easy at first there is that learning curve with it i yeah. oh, yeah. i found when i gave my kids choices too They really were able to pick things that they enjoyed doing because my one kid, she loves helping with the laundry, absolutely loves it. The other kid doesn't want a thing to do with the laundry, but she's like, I can help you with the dishes. Can I do that? And it's like, absolutely you can So just finding different ways in your day to include them in the things that you're doing. I mean, even if you have a toddler, they can help you turn socks back the right side out. You know, if they got washed inside out or there's so many little things that we can give them. And you're absolutely right. It really builds that that team dynamic, that communication. And when we're just straightforward with what we need and we have that self-awareness, Gosh, think about how much lighter yes. the sort of life gets.
1: Oh, that's it. That's that's it. It is so much lighter. I love that word. And that it's so much you feel so much relief. You can almost just like deep breathe and feel your shoulders relax a little bit because you're not carrying everything on them anymore. You know, I love that. Yeah, get your toddler. They can help break bring in a cereal box from the car to the kitchen, right? There's so many ways to get the kids involved. Yes. I love that message.
0: Exactly. Now, how do you address when we tell our kids to do something, Mm -hmm. the nagging, like, okay, Scotty, I hear what you're saying. This is awesome. But when I'm like communicating with my kids, when I think I'm telling them exactly what I need help with, and they're not helping me, Mm -hmm. how do we address those communication challenges?
1: Well, first I would say, where are you telling them in their day? You know, I think tone and timing really has a massive impact, especially on a child. I think a lot of times when we are peppering them with questions or chores, they just start to zone away. And I think they can also feel like they're being attacked. There's no stress. You're not doing anything wrong. But if you feel like your your words are not landing and you're thinking, gosh, nobody hears. Is there anybody here? Is, yes. <laughs> are the words coming out of my mouth? One thing that I found has worked really, really well for our family is this plan I've created. It's called Sunday Sync, And every Sunday we sit down as a family. My family already knows that this is happening. And this started when my youngest was young. He doesn't even have a calendar. He still was sitting at the table. But we get together. Everybody has a moment to tell the family what they're going through, what they've got on their plate. What does their, their week look like? When are soccer practices? When's baseball? When's the permission slip due? Wins pajama Friday, and then we all go around, and then that's a chance for us to say, "Great, who wants to who wants to raise their hand and handle garbage this week? Who wants to raise their hand and help mom with the laundry?" And so then it feels like we're working together as a unit versus the mom standing over the kid and talking down or kind of getting all heated, right? Because it's usually in the moment that we are trying to mom, right? Which is totally. I also found that I have a lot more success when I am eye level with my kids. So I'll go and actually, if I need to kneel down, I'll do that and look at my son face to face, or I'll sit on my teenage daughter's bed and I'll just come and actually speak to her. And I have found that that they receive it more when they feel kids also want to feel seen, heard, understood, and respected, just like we do. And I think there's a language that you learn and each kid is probably going to be different, but if you feel like the way you're doing it, you're not, it's not really landing, ask your kid how do you how do you want how do you how do you want mom to give you your tours for the week or how do you want to interact with mom what works best for you what time of day and you know so my teenage son he likes it when we're driving in the car by ourselves and i just you know give him a, a rundown of what's going on so it's okay to it's okay if the first approach doesn't work and you need to try a different approach and it might actually change as your kids get older and that's okay too I
0: love all of that because yeah, we don't even realize how we're coming off to our kids. A lot of times we are talking down to them because just by nature of, you know, we're adults, (laughs) they're kids, we're taller than them. So really getting down onto an even playing field can Hmm. make a world of a difference. Speak to your kids like you want to be spoken to. I mean, it's, it's as Absolutely. simple as that because yeah, we, we get stuck in the heat of the moment. You yeah. know, it's when everybody's hungry or tired and then nothing goes to plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I'm hungry and tired, I don't respond well to conversations and requests yeah. as well, because you're focused on those primal needs.
1: You know, yeah. I want to be fed right now. Yeah. I need rest right now. <laughs> so yeah. I, love and I will that. say what? this, you're not going to lose your leadership position, when you get face-to-face with your child, because you're the one that's navigating the conversation. And so I think if there's a fear that you need to maintain that level of authority, the authority is there, right? Yeah. And oh, absolutely. To your point too, when you're we're reactive, there's, and we're trying to, you know, they haven't picked up their wet towel for the 13th time that morning. Sometimes there's 35 different things that have led up to that conversation. And so maybe just even check, is this the right time? Is this the right time to have this conversation or will it be more effective and a better use of my energy if I handle this when the tone and the timing is going to be less stressful?
0: Yeah. I love that you mentioned that you guys have a family planning meeting each week too, because that's something that we've started doing probably within the last maybe three years ever since COVID is it was such a game changer. And I know if you're listening to this and you're going, I don't have the time for that try it. Give it a couple weeks trial. And for us, we even came up with like our vision, our values, our goals, our roles and responsibilities, because if we can all be part of this team, oh my gosh, that just makes life so much easier. And like you said, it all goes back to communication. You know, what's coming up, what to expect, and it just makes life happen so much more seamlessly because life is busy. It's crazy. It's chaotic. There's some nights when it's like, okay, we have a night next week where we had to figure out parent-teacher conferences. We have swim practice. We have to drop the kid off at swim practice to get to parent-teacher conferences. Can we get parent-teacher conferences back to back for both kids and then get back to swim practice in time to pick up the kid? What are we going to do with the other kid? It's a lot. It's navigating all of this, but that's why, you know, as moms, We are masters of strategic planning, figuring this out. And that is one of our superpowers, but we can't do it alone just because we can does not mean we should love it.
1: Love it. You know, and I, too, I understand that feeling of not knowing how you're going to find the time to sit down when you get this Sunday planning or, you know, the Sunday sink is what I like to call it. It doesn't even take five minutes. It is so fast. We have five people in our family. Each person gets a minute and talk about when you get everybody hears what's going on. Sometimes my husband will say, I can help with that. I didn't know that was on your plate. Let me pick up from baseball. Let me do this. And then it also creates that autonomy and the accountability where if my daughter says she has to babysit on Friday, I'm not the only one that has to remember that. So if you feel like as a mom, You have to hold everyone's schedules in your head. You don't, you just have to create some systems. And once you do you will have more time in your week. You will have more energy. You will stop feeling like you're repeating yourself and you will start feeling more supported. That's going to give you so much relief. You're going to have, you're going to have an extra 10 minutes. All of a sudden you're gonna be like, what am I supposed to do with this time? So It will, it's probably one of the fastest ROIs. I think that Mm -hmm. a mom, besides a good night's night's sleep, but yes, (laughs) (laughs) definitely a good night's sleep is always worth
0: it. (laughs) But yeah, for us, we incorporate it during our Sunday dinner, you know, Um, while we're eating, we're already sitting down. We're already together. We just incorporate it then. So it's just finding what works best for your family. And that's Mm -hmm. the really cool thing about the era that we're living in. There are so many different ways that you can get everyone on the same page. Maybe you're a visual person and you want the dry erase board in the kitchen. That's awesome. If everybody's a little more tech savvy and you want to go the app route, there are so many different options available. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of figuring out what works for you and your family. And Mm -hmm. like you said, It'll evolve as you evolve, as your kids get older, as you grow and move through different seasons of life.
1: I love that. It's so true. And your kids will, I love that you sat down and discussed your values and your goals and your dreams and your wishes because that your kids walk out of your house with those messages. And so I know as moms, we're constantly worried is my kid being polite? Are they using their manners? Are they remembering everything I taught them? Are they doing. What I said, and you can just almost trust when you have this beautiful connection where you're sitting down with your family and you're supporting each other as a team, you're coming together, there is there is a bond that is uniting each of you, and that doesn't disappear when the kids walk out the door, they are walking around with That energy and that support and that love and those values, it just becomes a part of who they are. And I think it's really, I love that message so much. Yeah. And it all comes down to communication,
0: communication with your spouse, with your loved ones, with your children, communication with your family, start speaking up, really exercising that muscle, check in with yourself and get in tune with what you need it can get easier. And if you are feeling overwhelmed, you definitely need to get into Scotty's world. Scotty, where can we learn more about you? All of the things, tell us about your podcast and socials and just please share with us.
1: You're so sweet. Thank you. Yes, I can. I'm mostly on Instagram, which is at Scotty I show up every day, just trying to pour into our mamas and help make that day better. I have a podcast called the MomPlex podcast. I drop two episodes a week and just, it's really like this. It's just a super honest, organic conversation. It's as if you and I are sitting in the car grabbing a coffee together and we're just trying to support each other and help end mommy martyrdom. And then I do one-on-one coaching. I know that it's sometimes a lot of the things you and I are sharing, it sounds great, but there's so many, how do I implement that? What does that really look like in my unique life? And so there's I think finding the support that allows you to start to try some of these new habits in a way that feels easy and fun and fits into your family. So the one-on-one mentorship is really transformational. And that's what I help my mamas do.
0: Amazing. Scotty, you are incredible. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to pour into our listeners today. Really appreciate being here. Thank you. And until next time, mamas, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode.